Keeping It With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure, is brought to you by TKM Incorporated. This company located in Moss, Tennessee, specializes in erosion control, hydro-seeding, hydro-mulch, silt fence. They do minor excavation work, and they also provide traffic control and construction signs. Their mission is keeping people safe. Their passion is wishing that all men could be saved. TKM stands for The King's Men. If you'd like to contact The King's Men, you can contact them at 931-243-3958, 931-243-3958, or you may email them at tkminc2001 at twlakes.net. That is tkminc2001 at twlakes.net. The King's Men, in partnership with Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. SJL General Contractor is a full construction company that primarily focuses on civil construction and asphalt sales in the Huntsville and Fayetteville regions. Services they provide include, but are not limited to, road construction, asphalt material, underground utilities, site work, and demolition. They employ heavy equipment operators, concrete finishers, pipe layers, and CDL dump truck drivers. If you would like for this company to work for you on your project, or if you'd like to work for them as an employee of this family-owned business, you can contact them at 931-433-4660. That is 931-433-4660. Or three W's and a dot, sjnl.com. That's www.sjnl.com. SJNL General Contractor is a sponsor of Keeping Up With Jones. Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. I'm standing on the stage right beside Lincoln Shots. And we're standing there and, and the music is playing and, and we watch his mom be escorted in. We watch Anna's mom be escorted in. The groomsmen and the bridesmaids come in. And just before the entrance for Anna to come down the aisle, I look back and, and standing framed in the two glass doors are these two dudes. They're wearing brown slacks, white button-down shirts, green ties, suspenders or, or galluses, as Brother Davidson would say. And they're wearing fanny packs, white fanny packs. And the fanny packs have inscripted letter written on them, Flower Man. And then Come Get Your Love by Redbone starts playing and these dudes walk in and they're reaching into these little fanny packs and they're throwing white stuff my first impression is they're scattering the shredded pieces of their man cards these these are grown men now this this is not ring bearer and flower girl this this is not some child. They avoided, Lincoln and Anna avoided, one of the classic mistakes of wedding. Classic mistake number one is not having chocolate-covered strawberries at the reception. But classic mistake number two is they avoided having small children. Why in the world would you get married 
and invite people. Hey, could we borrow one of your small children and put them in front of an audience and make them stand with the attention span one minute per every chronological year of their life and expect them to behave in front of an audience? So, yeah, they've skipped the kid thing, but they've got two grown men sashaying down the aisle, scattering what I thought was their shredded man card when actually it was just the silk flower petals. Now, these are these are full-grown men. One of these dudes is about 6'5 and would field dress about 240 pounds. And he's bouncing down the aisle, and, and it's, it's not what you think. Get those labels out of your mind. Bob DeNoon, Jason Brightwell. No, it's not what you think. That No, they're, they're not. Now, they probably missed a good opportunity, but they're not. These are GAM, grown, actual men, and they are walking down the aisle. Now, I flash back to a, a discussion that I had with Anna. Sweet little Anna and Lincoln asked me to, to do this wedding, and and I came up with a problem. See, my dad came into town, and my dad doesn't hunt unless he hunts with one of us, myself or my brother. And so I told Anna, I said, look, I'm going to skip the rehearsal and the rehearsal dinner, and I'm going to take my 85-year-old dad hunting. Now, I've done a number of weddings. This is the sixth wedding I've done this year where I'm marrying a couple, and I actually married the couple's parents 25 or 30 years ago. So you're not going to do anything in a wedding that I haven't seen. Wrong. That ship has sailed struck an iceberg, and sank to the bottom of the ocean. Now, you understand, things happen at weddings that, that you're not prepared for. You know, uh, I was doing the, the wedding for Paige and Brett, and, and we walk out onto the plateau at Burt on the mountain. We're overlooking Huntsville. It's an outdoor wedding, and, and I start with my introductions. You know, the first wedding was outside. The first wedding was in a garden. There was no one in attendance. And, and, you know, if you could arrest somebody for a wedding murder, you should do it to me because I'm killing it. But all of a sudden, I noticed that Paige is whispering to Brett. And they're not listening to my famous introduction. They're not listening to the poetic prose that is proliferating from my lips. And, and I, I stop. I've never been interrupted at a wedding before. And I stop and I, I look at Paige and she's talking to Brett. And, and she says, I, I forgot his ring. Now, on the way down the aisle, Brett had said, hey, I'm going to pull a stunt on Paige, and I'm going to pretend not to have her ring. Well, Paige actually forgot the ring. Now, you, you've got to understand, Paige is the daughter of Donnie Daly, and Donnie's a retired SWAT cop. Donnie's one of the SWAT cops that, that was present when I started becoming a jogger or a runner. So because Donnie's there, there's lots of cops there. There's retired cops. There's at least two retired chiefs. One of Donnie's sons is, is an operator and, and works in the Drug Interdiction Task Force. There's cops and there's federal agents. There's all kinds of people there. We're on an outdoor plateau. The, the wedding venue is up this steep hill, and that's where the rings are. And you'd think that one of the cops would have run up the, the steep hill and got, no, not, not a cop but a lady in a dress and high heels dashes from the front row and starts up the hill. Not my choice for footwear to run up a hill. And I'm not really as concerned about her running up the hill as when she gets this ring and comes down the hill in those high heels, and then she gets loose in the Bosch and Lom curves and run into the wall. But she made it without incident, 
and she delivered the ring to Paige and Brett, and we got on with the wedding. It was one of the coolest weddings I've ever been a part of, and that, that's going to be a but, but that wasn't planned. That wasn't part of the rehearsal. These two dudes walking down the aisle was planned. I, I was at another wedding, and, and we tell the groomsmen, hey, when you're standing up here, and they play that song when they light the unity candle or whatever, and people are staring at each other, don't lock your knees because those songs are a little longer than you plan for them to be. Well, I had a groomsman pass out. I watched this dude at the very end of the line. He kind of started rocking a little bit. He, he looked like he went full st- stiffness and then all of a sudden he starts rocking backwards and he fell like you like you dropped a redwood i looked at the little bride and said you'll still be married whether he awake or not but you got to understand something about about groomsmen okay the term groomsmen and in, in our vocabulary it's one word groomsman bridesmaid but in reality it was the grooms men so what happened is this guy falls in love with this girl and you don't go up and ask her dad for her hand. You don't go up and ask her dad for permission. You decide that on a certain night, I'm going to go into the bride's suite. And I'm going to, for all practical purposes, a tactical panty raid. I'm, I'm going to charge in here and I'm going to capture this girl and, and I'm going to leave with her. Now, in order to do that, you're an idiot if you go to her dad's house by yourself. So you invite some guys. You invite the gang. The band's getting back together. You get your posse. And those are the groom's men. And, and the dude that you invite to be your right-hand man, the guy that's going to fight beside you while you go raid this castle and capture your bride, that's your best man. And then the girls that get swept into this are the bride's maids and they have to go with her so she's not traumatized and there's a lot of attendance there but this this is what happened with these two guys lincoln doesn't walk up to these two guys and say hey i want you to be one of my groom's men i don't want you to be the the best man lincoln walked up to these two dudes and 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 he said here's what i want you to do i want you to be flower men yeah, you walk up to two of your friends, two of your grown friends, males. You know, one of the things you have to, to, to worry about, you know, with bridesmaids and groomsmen is you got single groomsmen, you got single bridesmaids, and, and you know, there may be... Nope, I, I figured you wouldn't have to worry about this in this case. These two dudes wearing fanny packs walking down the aisle scattering silk flowers. you got to understand something about these two guys. They didn't care what I thought. They, they don't care what you think. I don't care what anybody thinks. You, you see, Lincoln walked up to these guys, and, and he said, hey, I, I want you guys to help me out in my wedding. And I, I don't want you to be a groom's man. I don't want you to be best man. I don't want you to, to, to make a tactical entry. I don't want you to repel from the chandelier. I, I want you to walk down the aisle, and I want you to scatter flower petals. You know, it, they say that a, a, a friend... A, a real friend will help you move. A true friend will help you move the bodies. <laughs> you know, a real friend, you call it two in the morning when your car's stuck. Well, I'll tell you what, everybody needs two dudes like this. See, Lincoln called these guys and says, I want you to, I want you to walk down the aisle and I want you to scatter silk flower petals. And, and these two guys said, said yes 
Now, Lincoln asked Anna, and, and, and Anna said yes, but but that's happily ever after. <laughs> These two guys says yes, and and they're going to walk down the aisle. They're not going to swing from the chandelier. They're not going to come in riding white horses. They're going to walk down the aisle wearing fanny packs, and, and, and they're going to scatter silk flower petals. <laughs> And, and they were unconcerned. And in fact, when they came down the aisle, they did it with panache. They embraced their roles and they killed it. And then when we married the couple and you kissed the bride, and ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Mr. and Mrs. Lincoln shots and the bridal party exits, these two guys go center aisle, the little one jumps in the big one's arms and he carries him out of the building. And they took on their role for their friend who'd ask him to do something, and it wasn't necessarily heroic. They didn't come in dressed like Marvel characters. And in fact, it was almost anti-heroic until you think about, hey, this guy asked us to help him in his wedding. And I've stood beside many people as they got married. And I've stood up for people as they got married. And I've stood beside people when they buried their loved ones. <laughs> These dudes said yes to walk down the aisle and scatter silk flower petals. Can you imagine what what they're thinking when they get this request? But unhesitatingly, they said yes. And not only did they do it, they did it with panache. They did it with flair. They did it with style. They embraced their They killed it. Once you decide that you will serve someone, once you decide you're a servant, you serve and you're unconcerned about the actual role. Your role doesn't give you your value because of the specific role. You have value because you have a role in their life. And once you've committed to be a servant, to be an assistant, to help them, then you decide to do it and you're unconcerned about what the role is and you're unconcerned about what other people think of your service. And it really doesn't matter what it is. Push your car, pull your car, help you move furniture, help you move the bodies. Stay up with me while I cry. Sit with me while we're silent. Swing in on a rope or walk down the aisle and scatter silk flower petals. See, whatever it is, when you've embraced the idea that that I'm a servant, it doesn't have to be something great. In fact, it can even be something a little bit embarrassing, but if you're asked to do it, you, you do it with with flair, you do it with enthusiasm, you, you do it with, with panache. Whatever it is, if a friend asks you, if a child asks you, if a spouse asks you, and, and yeah, if, if the Lord asks you, you're not literally going to get asked by the Lord, but you'll get opportunities. Vision is the ability to see opportunity in the present circumstances. Opportunity equals responsibility to the one who knows to do good and doesn't do it to him it is sin. 
and whatever the role is, and, and it may not be heroic. It may not be killing a giant. It may be dipping in the river. It may not be taking over the Roman Empire. It may be feeding 5,000 people with five loaves and two fish. It may not be fighting like a bodyguard in a torch-lit garden when they come to arrest the Messiah. It may be later when Jesus says, feed my sheep, and you become a, a pastor, an elder, a presbyteron, a poimon, a shepherd, and then they crucify you upside down. But once you decide, I'm going to serve, I'm, I'm going to serve my family, I'm going to serve my friends, I'm going to serve my spouse, or I'm going to serve the Lord in whatever your hands find to do. Do it with all of your might. Keeping up with Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. I am your host, Lonnie Jones. My wife Jackie and I moved to the city of Huntsville in 1986 for me to be a youth and family minister. I have been a minister since 1980. I have served in this community as a police chaplain assigned to a SWAT team since 1992, and I've been in private practice as a licensed professional counselor since 1998. I'm also an adventure educator and an avid outdoorsman. I dabble in rock climbing and I goof around with Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Our life has been full of many wonderful experiences and some just outright adventures. I used to write about those things in a little church bulletin article. So now instead of asking you to read those things, we're just going to talk about them in our podcast. And as we talk about them, we're going to talk about the facts. The facts lead to concepts, and the concepts lead to application. One caveat about the facts is, for the most part, we're going to tell you the facts just as they happened. But every now and then, we're going to tell you the way other people have told us they remember it happening with a little bit of embellishment. It's all good, clean, fun, and for educational purposes. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy Keeping Up with Jones. <laughs>